still going to be here. They're still going to be working with the youth. Um, and uh, that's a, such a blessing. I, I know from my times in youth ministry, um, when you're able to have been in that role, you make a really good support. So so we're really excited to have uh, Daniel and Amy who have experience and then Candy Downs, we work with them. They, they've obviously got some experience and, uh, and they set a foundation that's nice and firm. Anything we're going to talk, today's message is concerning foundations. You can't build on anything when it's sandy. And uh, they had to build a foundation. There was, there wasn't, we couldn't build anything. There just had been a lots of different transitions and lots of things that had happened in the youth in the past, I don't know, four or five years. And uh, they established a foundation that now can be built upon it. And I thank you for that. Amen. So we're going to pray over them. And you guys are going to be able to pray from there. Uh, but I, would, would you like to share a little, little something of your time? Or? Sure. Awesome. Um, so it has been such a pleasure um, working with our youth. I, As many of you may know, we have daughters that just turned 17 last week. I can't believe that. Um, but we have been really involved with, you know, children and, and ministry for a long time, just never here. And so um, when we kind of fell into this role, um, Adam and I had no experience in youth um, we'd never been to a youth group before as, as youth. We were never mentored as youth. So our motto is that we love Jesus and we love the kids. So we know that God will work, right? And so we did um, have a super awesome um, foundational group of, of students. It's unbelievable. Their love and their, their ministry and just, just their maturity in the Lord. It is just unbelievable. And so being able to go to camp with them and you know just just grow with them to be honest with you we grew as much as they grew and and but again we have very limited experience in what we can do and and we also have a very limited amount of time that we can put into it so i i told you know pastor uh, i was thinking um david for some reason sorry steve pastor steve um Yes, sir. I told Pastor Steve probably a year ago, like, listen, we love doing what we're doing, but if you ever find anybody that comes along that has more experience that can take this youth group to another level, please don't think you're going to hurt our feelings. By we, we don't want to pass somebody else up. I mean, my girls are going to be seniors. I'm not going to do this forever. It would be wise for us to, to not pass somebody up. And then, of course, the Kenyon and Amy Shreves, who we all know led a very amazing and very successful youth group here, who have tons of experience, um, still had it on their heart. So I am so, so excited to see where they can take it, where we couldn't. It's really a God thing that they're here, and, and I'm so excited for our youth and just what this whole year has for them. So um, this, we're excited to be your support, and we're excited to learn from you. So very, very excited. Um, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to the greatest mom that I know, Ann <laughs> Thompson. <laughs> wise, right? Very wise man. I'm going to have uh, Daniel maybe share just a little bit of, of what God has put on their heart, share a little vision with you guys, the, the body. And then we're going to pray. It's, uh, it's sort of surreal to, to be standing up here. Um, I told the youth on Thursday, I kind of feel like Michael Jordan when he went off to play baseball and then came back to basketball after a year. Uh, I feel like God had us out playing baseball for a little while, and now we're back home. And uh, it's it's an amazing feeling to be back where we belong, to be back where we, um, you know, everything got started for us in ministry and being able to uh, see what God's going to do in the lives of the young people here. And uh, we're watching. Uh, I'll, I'll call ourselves out. We were late. We just pulled in. Um, but uh, we were watching as we were coming up and got to hear a little bit about what you were talking about, about foundations. And it's what I really feel like is just something that God has been able to do in the, the life of the young people through Kingdom CrossFit. Uh, that name is very profound in terms of they got them spiritually fit. And... Uh, you know, they, they built that foundation, and now being able to take that foundation and being able to spread that foundation in peace to the lives of the young people in the schools and uh, th those that don't come to church on a regular basis, being able to take the, the, the gospel message to those that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and, 
and not just doing it as, as us, but doing it in those young people that have been diligently responding to the love of Jesus over the last couple of years through Kingdom CrossFit. And, uh, you know, when we first came, uh, our goal was to come and heal over some things that had happened in our ministry. And, uh, you know, we even told uh, Pastor Steve, like, we're just going to come and heal and then see what God has in store for us from there. And uh, he's like, yeah, no pressure. You know, like, just come heal. Like, you don't even have to talk to anybody. And just as things started progressing, we started talking and we started developing. I think I'm too close to the speaker. Uh, as we started talking and the church was going through the Church on Fire series, and, uh, you know, we were just communicating a lot. There seemed to be this, like, common theme that was starting to uh, take place. And uh, he asked us a question. Do you feel like the mantle of youth pastors passed from you? And uh, I said no. <laughs> Even when we were senior pastoring, there was such an element. Like, we had youth around us all the time. Like, when we were associate pastors down in Lodi, we had youth around us at our house all the time. And uh, we're called to, to be youth pastors and uh, speak life and to speak hope into this next generation. And so as we were talking, um, we started talking about like, what would the vision be? What would it look like? What are we, we talking about? And one of the things that we've had uh, been able to do is uh, successfully run an outreach program here in Amador County. And we know that we've been, uh, that uh, Candy and Adam have diligently been pouring into the youth that come here. And so what we've been able to do is build a momentum, uh, to, to establish a momentum that will carry into the lives of these young people in this county. And so as we uh, started talking, that, that theme, that, that word momentum just kept coming and kept coming up and kept coming up in conversation. And so I looked up the, the definition of momentum, and it, it is the force that, re, that, the force that overcomes resistance. That's what momentum is. And the difference between just force and momentum is depth, is weight, is mass. And so here's what the picture that God gave us, is that over the last few years, God's been able to develop a depth in the youth. And that depth, that, that foundational piece that... that had been um, that death that's been developed is going to be the catalyst that causes the momentum that will resist all overcome all resistance that the enemy is going to throw at us. So we're excited. Um, we are uh, again just feeling like Michael Jordan coming back to basketball. So <laughs> amen. So um, I'm going to have. Candy and Adam, if you guys would lay your hands on Daniel and Amy and, and uh, just pray a blessing over them. And however does the Lord lead you, and then I'm gonna, I'll, I'll join in with you. Um, those of you who are out here, please just point your hands at them. Just reach your hands out. We're just going to spend some time and just ask the Lord's a blessing and favor and anointing upon this time. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just love you, God. We love you that your timing is so perfect, Jesus. That, that no matter what, God, you know what's going on in, in our lives. You know what's going on in Daniel and Amy's lives, God. You know what's going on in the youth's lives and the community's lives, God. And we just thank you so much, God, for your timing. That, that there's no better time than this right now, God. I thank you so much for what you've done in Daniel and Amy, God, in their time of going to play basketball for me, God, or baseball, not a doctor basketball. God, I thank you so much for what you've done in and through them, Lord. I know that their heart is for the youth, God. We've watched we've watched you flourish under their ministry, God. And we're just so excited, Lord, for what you are depositing in their heart, God, for, for what you have, the vision that you've given them, Lord Jesus. And, Father, we just pray, God, just abundant blessing over them, God, just equipping, Lord Jesus, equipping them to do what you desire them to do. God, we, we ask that you prepare the hearts and the minds of all the youth out there right now that are going to be touched by this, Lord Jesus. I pray that you just give a, a strength and a blessing to all the youth from our ministry, God, because they are the foundation that, that Daniel and Amy are going to build on. And we are so blessed, God, to have such awesome leaders who have come in, Lord, when, when we feel like we don't have much more to give, God. And then here you send Daniel and Amy, God, who can take it to the next level. And we're so grateful for that, Lord Jesus. God, we just pray 
just Lord that you protect them God protect their families God just protect their their hearts and their minds Lord Jesus just give them all that they need God to to be your servants out here for the youth of Amador County God we pray God that just hearts come to you left and right God because of what they're going to do in and through you Lord we thank you so so much for their answering the call Jesus and Father, we just we ask God that you just equip Adam and I to be awesome supports to them in any way that we can be, Lord Jesus, in order to take this further than they could do by themselves, Jesus. We love you, we thank you, we trust you, Jesus. We trust what you're doing with our kids, with with the youth in the community, Father, and through Daniel and Amy. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, we thank you that that we have all heard your voice. Yes, sir. Lord, we thank you for the unity, Lord, that is in this group right here. Lord, I thank you for that, Lord. It is so precious to you, and it's precious to us. God, we do pray a blessing over Daniel and Amy. And I pray a covering. Lord, we thank you for the healing that has come. Lord, it's so, so sweet. Lord, I know the same feeling, Lord, when I came. Lord, to be able to be restored, to be in a a family of believers, Lord, that want to see you succeed, that want to see you glorified in, in each one of our lives. Lord, we thank you that we're surrounded by a beautiful cloud of witnesses today. Lord, I thank you for what you plan to do in their lives. And Lord, that momentum, God, that that is so timely to overcome the opposition of this world. We thank you, Lord, for what Candy and Adam have done, Lord, of truly building a foundation, Lord, of love and of hope, Lord, and, and, and doing that with such busy lives. Lord, I thank you for them answering that call in that season. Lord, for hearing your voice and being willing. And Lord, I hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servants. We thank you, Lord. We celebrate with them. And Lord, we celebrate our future. Lord, we have a hope in you. And Lord, we just are so blessed. I, I just praise you and thank you, Lord. We see a harvest field that is white. And Lord, you said to pray for the workers of the harvest. So, Lord, we are great. We are excited to see what's to come, Lord. We we ask your blessing and your favor over it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 chapter 7. Uh, I was thinking about preaching a Mother's Day message and uh, I didn't feel that that was the direction to go or to continue on where we're at. If you have your Bibles this morning, be in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 29. When we started this journey on the Sermon on the Mount, this is the passage of scripture that I started in, not knowing that we would be doing a message uh, for quite a while through the Sermon on the Mount. Still working on the ringing? Thank you. And this message is that same passage of scripture, but it's a totally different message. And when we started, the, I started on the, the solid foundation. You guys remember that? And, and the Lord said to, to go back and, and start the Sermon on the Mount and preach through the Sermon on the Mount in light of building on a solid foundation, which we've seen was applying the Word of God. Applying the Word of God is how we build on a solid foundation. So when we started this, I thought that was very interesting. It was very wise. It was not something I would have come up on my own. To go back and along the way, keep building upon those principles. Of it's, it's not just hearing it, it's doing it. To, to keep our ears open and then take the action step of doing the Word of God. That is how we're founded on solid rock. So today's message is on building on solid rock, but I want to just really focus on the first verse of our passage, is verse 24, and it says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. That's what the majority of this message is going to be about, and we'll probably finish it next week, 
Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the rain comes, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus, Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Lord, bless the reading of your word this morning. Amen. Last week, we were talking about true disciples. And not everyone who calls to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. It was not everyone who calls or says the name, Lord, Lord, will enter. This week, Jesus is saying, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Now, this passage of scripture was not new to the audience that heard it. See, all through history and through the, uh, Jewish history, rabbis told a similar, very, very similar, similar parable. And Jesus knew that and Jesus expounded on it. There was one major difference in their story, though. The foundation that the, the Jewish rabbis taught that you were to build your life on was the Torah, which is the first five books were considered the law. They, they taught that you build your foundation. If you want a rock-solid foundation to build your life on, you build it on the Torah and upon the law. Jesus really messed up the whole program, and he had quite a, a tendency to do that throughout his Sermon on the Mount. And he says that his teaching, his words, and he himself is the solid rock to build on. Jesus' teaching was so different than anything the people had heard, and they were amazed by the authority of which he spoke, which we're going to talk about next week. They were mind-blown when they heard Jesus teach, because it was so contrary, so different, but so true and right than anything they had heard. How many of us have experienced that when we hear the voice of the Lord? Or you get in front of his word and you get that truth in you and it comes alive. You're, you're amazed. Or you, you apply the word of God and you see the fruit that comes from that. You have an amazement that comes with that. How many of us experienced that? Flash your headlights. <laughs> One thing that happens with hearing his word that is very important. When I begin to, to look at that, Lord, am I hearing your word? And really, that, that call that anyone... Don't you love that Jesus is inclusive? Don't you love that, that he says anyone in this, in this verse? That, that he's not saying that there's some who are um, essential and some who aren't essential. Jesus is saying we're all essential. Jesus is saying anyone who listens, anyone who hears my voice, everyone... Whosoever will. All inclusive. He's not dissecting people groups. He's not saying that, well, if you're only a Jew, or if you're of this certain race, see, he changes the whole system. Man comes and wants to bring separation, but Jesus comes to bring unity. He brought everyone together, and he threw us all under the same blanket of anyone. How many is an anyone this morning? <laughs> Now he says, anyone who listens to what? His teaching. His word. I have a question today. Are we listening? Are we listening? See, there's lots of sounds today. There's lots of things to listen to. There's lots of voices out there today. We have lots of media, we have lots of, because the times we're in, we're, we have our ears tuned and listening to all this information. How many of you know we hear only what we listen for? Husbands know this. Wives know this. How many of you, which I've been guilty of, my kids, if, if I have something in front of me that I'm either reading or looking at, I do not hear them. Men are, are uh, women have can multitask uh, a lot better than men. Men are very 
We're purpose-driven. And God, God made us that way, you know, to focus on something and get, us, get it accomplished. Now, we need some help, though. If I'm not focused on his voice, I'm not hearing him. Not as good as I should. We hear only what we listen for. In this day, it's very easy to get our eyes on the news, on social media. Um, I, I got to say, I've been blown up on my phone more by videos and watch this and look at this. And Pastor, did you see this? And Pastor, have you saw that? And that, that's all fine and dandy. And I'm not, I'm not upset, but I got to tell you, yes, I'm very informed. I do look and I do spend, do my due diligence. And I would encourage you to do your due diligence. Not everything that's being posted and shared is truth. The internet is like the bathroom wall. You can write anything you want on it. It doesn't make it so. What are we listening to? See, there's one thing we can listen to and know every single time it's 100% accurate and it's 100% right. And in these times, that's what we need to be listening to. A lot of the videos that have been sent to me about doctors and this was revealed and that was revealed. And, and I believe there's some truth. But I don't want some truth. Because there are going to be agendas behind some truth. Adam and Eve were deceived in the garden by some truth. We don't want some truth. I'm going to share something that might be a little crude, but it's going to drive home the point. One day in the jail when I was doing Bible study, there was a man who said, well, what's wrong with the Book of Mormon? Or what's wrong with this book? Or what's wrong with that? Isn't there truth in it? And I said, yeah, there's some truth. There's... There's some truth in this book, but I would rather, if I'm going to spend my time in a book, I want to be in something that's 100% truth. And then I told him this. I said, you know, my wife makes a really good pie. Really good. She is a great baker. She's a good cook. You can tell. People used to ask me. They don't ask me so much because I think they can see that she's a good cook. But I said, my, my, my wife makes amazing pies. Really good apple pie. I said, if she follows the recipe and she puts in all the pure ingredients, I said, how would you like a piece of my wife's pie? He said, well, yeah, I'd love it. Now, how would you like a piece of my wife's pie if there was 2% fecal material? Waste. Would you like a piece of that pie now? And everyone said, no, thank you. That's sick. That's gross. We need to start learning in this time to say no thank you when we don't have 100% pure truth. We need to start discerning just because someone serves up something. We need to do a little homework and say, is it true? And then not necessarily be quick to put it in our mouth, swallow it, and regurgitate it, and then share it with other people. Come on, church. Come on, church. We went through a series through Jesus was speaking of false prophets. There's going to be many false prophets. They're not just going to be pastors. There's going to be many people who share a partial truth. We need to be wise enough to measure it against one thing that we know is 100% truth. And that's the word of the Lord and his voice. Are we listening? I want you to share things with me if they're true. But if they're not, don't share them. I, I wish the church would spend a lot more time sharing the Word of God. Get in front of the Word, and as it ministers to you, and there's a, an anointing on that, and, and it grips you, maybe the Holy Spirit would have you share that. I would just dare believe that for all of us that are in this time, for such a time as this, the Lord is speaking a very similar word. Let's hear that word. Are we listening? Because we hear only what we listen for. The next point on this is, are we listening? We can't understand what we don't hear. You can't understand what you don't hear. Are we listening? 
You can't, you can't even measure it. You can't even let it do and accomplish its purpose if we don't hear it. How are you going to hear the voice of the Lord if your voice is tuned to Fox? Which is far better than CNN. <laughs> now, I'm not upset for anyone that because that is truth. But it's sad to me that, and, and I've been in this too, that we will be quick to post something or share something that has to do from a political angle. But we're not as quick to share the things of the Lord. Come on, church. I wish we all in this season would be sharing the truths and the principles of, of the Lord that we know are life-changing and radical. Supernatural. Resurrection power and life and love. Those are the things that we need to be sharing. We're sharing all these other things, but are we sharing the truth? There's a, a wise man. I'm going to share a quote. I do this occasionally. He says this. Anyone... There's that word again. With ears to hear should listen and understand. That man's Jesus. I like to quote him. Did you hear me? Anyone with ears to what? Hear. What should they do? Listen and understand. We can't understand what we don't hear. Psalm 95.7 says, We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. You hear the cry of that? We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. If only I would listen to his voice today. Today's a powerful word. Today is the day of salvation. Today's the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today. John 10, 27. Jesus says, My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Now, I had a discussion with someone some time back, and they were saying that the Holy Spirit doesn't talk to people like he did in the, in the uh, book of Acts, and God doesn't, God's finished talking when the, when the Bible was closed. And I said, are you out of your mind? He said, God, well, God doesn't talk to us morning. He, he quit talking. We, everything he said is right here. We don't need anything else. And this is what I quoted him. I said, well, he said that his sheep know his voice. So are you his sheep? I got to say, if you're not here, people that say, I don't hear his voice. He, are you his sheep? That would be a good gut check. Because this isn't my words. This is Jesus' words. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. If you don't hear his voice, you cannot follow him. I know these are simple truths. I'm a simple guy. I'm not trying to make this complicated. If you can't, you cannot follow him if your ear is attuned to him, if you don't hear him. You may see him out there somewhere, but he could be saying, son, follow me. And you're going, yeah, that's awesome, Jesus. You're amazing. He would say, daughter, I really want you to go pray for this person. Man, Jesus, sure, he sure is a good-looking guy out there. What are you hearing? You're not hearing much because you're not close. What is your ear tuned to? We're following lots of things today. We're following, we have the ability to follow ministries, follow web pages, follow followers, followers, followers. Are you following your shepherd? Because I know we all have the ability to get sidetracked. I've been sidetracked. I've been sidetracked not even doing something wrong necessarily. Just sidetracked looking at something he did in the past, and yet he's moving. And all of a sudden I'm looking around at this beautiful thing that happened at one time and one day. 
And he isn't there anymore. But he was calling the whole time. He doesn't always yell and scream like I am today. Elijah heard a still, small voice. He had to be listening for it. God had to get his attention. He shook the earth. The wind came loud. He, he did all those things, I believe, because he's trying to get our attention. God's shaking some things right now today. Are we listening? Point two. You guys might get out of here early today. No honking. Wow. There we go. Brave soul. Don't make me laugh. <clears throat> Point two. Do we value what he has to say? If that one doesn't gut punch you, do we value what he has to say? I'm going to tell you something. When we value what he has to say, we're going to pay attention. I've been to conferences and heard great men speak. I've been to leadership conferences and heard great men share leadership principles that were very good. And I'll tell you what, I was paying attention. I had a notepad out. And sometimes I give my notepad to my wife because she takes a lot better notes. I say, honey, this is really good. Take some notes. Because I can't, I can't listen real good and take notes at the same time. i got to be able to listen and let it come in. But my wife can listen and take notes. That's why mothers are awesome. Mothers got to be able to do 50 things at once. And they can do it well. I, always, I, I told my wife over and over, I don't have that chip. God didn't give me that chip. I don't have the ability to do those things. Mothers have that chip. We so need them, amen? Do we value what he has to say? Are we paying attention? You see, when you value what someone has to say, you stop what you're doing. You get your focus off whatever else you're doing and you listen. James tells us that everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow. To, and if we do that, we'll become slow to become angry, which I need to listen a lot more. Are we paying attention? If we value the person speaking, we stop and we pay attention. When we get in front of this, I would encourage you to turn everything else off, go somewhere quiet, and pay attention to what he's saying. When you spend time in prayer, Get alone with him. And don't just talk to him. Then stop and listen. Because he wants to speak to us. If there's ever a day that we need to listen to the voice of the Lord, it is today. The church age is wrapping up. Jesus is coming back soon. Are we listening? When you really want to hear something, you'll do whatever it takes to get reception. How many of us are old enough to remember the old rabbit ears? Hmm. Beep. When there was something you really wanted to watch, you would do all kinds of stuff. Point those things in every which way direction, stand on one leg, hold it. If you were really good, you'd go get some tin foil and build something else off that antenna yeah, to get reception. When you value... What he has to say, you'll do whatever it takes to get reception. Next time, put like a tarp or something on that side. That would I valued a stupid TV show. A between that I don't know, 10 years ago. The DirecTV or Dish Network, one or the other one was going to drop it right in the middle of the season. They weren't going to pay the contract. And oh, I got so mad. I've been with this outfit for 10 years, and I said, you either get that channel back going or I'm out. And sure enough, they did, and I was out. Which meant... Whole new system, all this other stuff. Did whatever it took to get that reception. Then they made me mad. And I decided to forget satellite TV. I'm going to get an antenna. And I went up on my roof and put this HD antenna up there. And I worked on that and worked on that and turned it every which way to find reception. To get that reception. You know why? Because I valued what I was wanting to watch which is a pretty low quality, by the way. 
Do we value what he's saying today? If you're going to hear his voice, we got to get close. If you value what someone has to say, you'll come closer so that you don't miss a single word. When the person speaking has life in their words, you don't want to miss it. Do you value what he's saying, church? I would encourage you to get close to him. Get closer than you've ever been so you don't miss a single word. Get closer than you've ever been. Turn other things off that may be distracting you. If you're not able to watch Fox News and listen to the voice of the Lord at the same time, you better figure out which one's more valuable to you. If you can't get on the internet without getting all fired up and round up and, and spending the majority of your day following all this other stuff, you better determine in your heart what's more valuable. Because he says to put him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you're struggling with peace in this time, and this isn't nothing, by the way, if you're struggling to hold on to peace at this time, I would dare say, I'm concerned. I don't know that you're listening to his voice. Because you can't hold, listen to his voice and not have peace. Because he says, I'll stick close to you. I'll walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. You'll fear no evil. Because I'm with you. He'll stick closer than a brother. When you value what someone has to say, if you don't understand it, you will go search and search and dig and discover it. Just giving you guys a heads up, we're going to go through some book of Revelation. A lot of people, I was even taught in Bible school and heard many, many, many pastors say, well, there's no reason to even preach after chapter 3. There's no reason to even read past that. The only problem with that, that's just not what the introduction to the book of Revelation says. It says, blessed is everyone who reads this book. Blessed. Do we want to be blessed? I want to be encouraged. A lot of people don't read the book of Revelation because they're scared. They're afraid. You're blessed. Newsflash. God has always rewarded the faithful. God's always re-rated the faithful. We, we have nothing to be afraid of. He says, as that day approaches, we should encourage one another. Let me tell you, having God pour out his wrath on me is not encouraging. How am I going to encourage you and encourage myself by saying, God's going to dump his wrath out on us? Yay! No, I don't think so. Actually, I know not. So we're going to read the book of Revelation. We're going to, we're going to go through that and encourage ourselves. We're going to encourage ourselves in the truth. We're going to listen to his voice. The, the word is the apocalypse, which is, it means revelation. It's apocalypse of Jesus Christ. It's not the apocalypse of the apocalypse. A lot of people look at the book, it's, a, it's a, the revelation of the revelations. No, that's not what John said. It's the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. It's the revealing and the revelation of Jesus. That's always good news. Come on, somebody. That was free. It wasn't in my notes. There you go. But when we have searched and discovered what he has to say, if we value what he has to say, we're going to search and discover it and dig it up. And if we don't understand it, we're going to keep chewing on it. Until we do, we're going to ask him, Lord, I don't understand. Please reveal your word. And thank God we have a Holy Spirit who will teach us. If you value what he has to say, we will search it out, we will seek it out, and we will chew on it, and we will allow it to cut us, and allow it to heal us as it comes back. We will get on our face before God and say, search my heart, O God. We will put this word that is so powerful in front of us as a mirror, and allow it to point out our flaws, and allow us to break... I'll tell you what, when my wife was getting ready to, to, to come down that aisle, I'd never seen a more beautiful woman in my life. And I guarantee she didn't wake up that day and just go, 
Well, that looks good. I'll just throw that on. Oh, no, no. She had a small army. She had a small army primping and prodding. And everything was in place. And her makeup was just right. And that dress was just right. And whoo. Man, I better stop. That's what Jesus is coming for. We're going to put some effort into looking at those things and, and getting ourselves prepared if we value what he has to say. Psalm 119, verse 10 and 11 says this. David said, I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's someone who has found some value in God's word. It might make, it just sounds like someone maybe not got it the first time. I have tried hard to find you. There's some effort in seeking out the word, looking at the meaning. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's someone valuing the word. Amen? Proverbs 2, verse 1 and 4 says, My child, listen to what I say. Is that word again? Listen. Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Do we treasure his word? Do we treasure his commands? Treasure it. What do we do with the things we treasure? Some of them get put up on shelves. Some of them get hung on walls. We, we pay special attention. We treat it a little bit differently than everything else. Amen? Listen to what I have to say. Treasure my commands. Proverbs 2, 1 through 4 basically sums up what I've been saying. Tune your ears to wisdom. Turn that knob. Till you get it in clear. Tune your ears to wisdom. And concentrate on understanding. Concentrate. If we value what he's saying, we're going to concentrate our efforts on what he's saying. It says, cry out for insight. And ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Come on, somebody. Do we search his word as we would for silver? Are we searching his word out like we do for that almighty buck? Are we searching for understanding like we do that gold? Seek them like hidden treasure. Seek them like hidden treasure. Who's been on a treasure hunt this week? I'll tell you what, there's some treasure in here. There's some treasure in here. When you discover it, oh, let me tell you. It's exciting. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Are you, are you getting the value of his word yet? I know, I'm, I know some of you have, but boy, if you're like me, when I'm reading, I'm going, Lord, I'm not treasuring you enough. I'm not tuning my ear enough to what you have to say. I, I believe we're very so blessed, and this does happen. When, when you are around someone a lot, you begin to get comfortable. When you hear their voice a lot, you get comfortable with it. When you haven't heard their voice in a while, ooh, it gets your attention. Now, we need to keep ourselves in that, ooh, did you hear what he had to say? We can get complacent with hearing the Lord. We can get complacent with realizing this is the most important and powerful thing you'll ever put in your hands. There is nothing else like the Word of God. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. And how many of you know we are in a fight? You're in a fight. You better know what your Word says, and you better be sharp. You better know how to swing that bad boy. Point three. Has what you've heard him say changed your will? 
Has what you've heard him say changed your will? Because it's all good to say, I heard it and I've read it. But if it hasn't changed your heart, if it hasn't changed your will, it hasn't accomplished its purpose. See, Adam and Eve heard the voice of God. Adam and Eve were in his presence. Adam and Eve tasted and seen how good he was. And a perfect atmosphere. But they didn't value his word enough. And their will changed. And ours can do the same if we're not careful. See, he told them not to eat. You can have everything but just don't eat of this tree. And they allowed the devil to tempt them to tell them, well, did God really say? Well, you know, if you eat of that, the right, why he doesn't want you to eat of that is because then you'll be like him. But had they listened to him, they would have known they were already like him. They were already created in his image. And they bought the lie. And it wasn't about their will being surrendered to him anymore. It was about them having a will and them having an understanding and them knowing Has what you've heard him say changed your will? Has what you've heard him say changed your lifestyle? Has what you've heard him say changed your direction? Has what you've heard him say caused you to repent for such a time as this? I can tell you what, all throughout my life, when he speaks, it changes my will. How many of you were dead set on doing something and you heard his voice and you heard his, this little still small voice and it stopped you from doing something really dumb? How many of you heard that voice and you did it anyways? And you realize very quickly that, wow, he actually means what he says. That's what you've heard him say. What has he been saying to you recently? You might have been hearing, be still and know that I am God. I've been hearing for such a time as this, you're in the kingdom. When you hear words like that, that gets you excited. That takes fear away. For such a time as this, you're in the kingdom. God doesn't make mistakes. You're not here by accident today. Does what he says have a real priority in your life? We can hear lots of things today. We can get caught up on so many things. Following Twitter, following uh, Facebook, following Instagram, following, 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 following. I want to be known someday as a follower of Christ. You can't follow him if you can't hear his voice. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalm 95. I read verse uh, 7 earlier, but I want to read a big passage here. Psalm 95, verse 6 through 11. If you got a highlighter or you don't, if you go home, I'd write this down and go home and highlight it and meditate on this word. It says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let us submit ourselves to him. Let us repent. Church, it's a good time to repent. Repentance starts in the house of God. Repentance needs to happen in this house. And what, are, what you say, well, Pastor Steve, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, have we been listening as well as we should? I bet every single one of us, when you're hearing these, the, the Holy Spirit, and I hope it's not the, I hope it's the Holy Spirit, and you're not hearing me bringing conviction. I'm hoping the Holy Spirit's pointing some some things out. That would be some things to repent of. If we're really hearing His voice, and He's saying, because He told a lot of the churches in the Book of Revelation, "You've done these things well, but but this, I have against you." We need to repent of those things. If we haven't been applying his word and listening to his voice and following and treasuring his commands 
and crying out to him for insight instead of just reading past it and going, well, I don't know what it means. If you value, I mean, every single word that he put in here is for our purpose. We're going to go, what does it mean? i got to know. It could be the thing that, that could radically change your life or someone else's. Because it's just that amazing. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Becca, can you come up here and play keyboard, please, baby? Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. Church, he's our God. He's our God. We need, we need to show the world who our God is. Now, I love this country, and, and there's a lot of rights that I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm dead set on standing up for and not letting them get run over. But at the end of the day, this ain't my home. I hope you hear me. I love this country, and I love the freedoms and the rights that we have, and I will fight for them, and I will stand up for them. But I have one king, and his name is Jesus. He's the king of kings, and he's the lord of lords, and there's none like him. And when he speaks, I listen. For we are the people he watches over. Aren't you grateful for that? We're the people he watches over. The flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. We can't change the past and we can't, we can't do nothing about that. It's, it's under the blood. But today we can. I can't do nothing about tomorrow. But today I can do something about today. I'm going to listen to his voice today. Amen. Listen to his voice today. The Lord says, pay attention here. Don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massa in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything I did. In the book of Exodus, chapter 15, he said this. It was there at Mara that the Lord set before them the following decrees as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent of the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now that's a good word. The only problem is what they didn't listen. We see just a chapter later, Moses named the place Massa, which means test, and Meribah, which means arguing. Because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord here with us or not? He had already told them he was with them. He showed up in as a pillar of fire, as a cloud. He parted the waters for them. He shook the mountains. Lightning came down on that mountain. They saw his presence. They weren't listening. Are you listening, church? He says, don't be like your ancestors. They tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything I did. For 40 years, I was angry with them, and I said, they are a people whose hearts turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. Verse 11, so in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Church, we need to listen. Here's one thing I know about this. Nobody wants to talk about personal responsibility anymore in this day and age. We want to make everyone else responsible for everything else. You know what? To me, the truth is this. If there's a place that you don't want to go, then don't go. You have that ability, the freedom to make those choices. If there's a place you don't feel safe at, then don't go there. You have a personal responsibility. If there's something that you don't want to eat, you have the personal responsibility to say, I don't want to eat that. You also have a personal responsibility to the response of hearing this message today. You're not going to stand before the Lord. No one's going to stand before God and be able to point at someone else. You're going to be there with him alone. And any excuse that you come up with will fall very, very short. All the things that you've invested in and said, well, I did this, this, and this, it's going to be tested by fire. And anything that isn't 
his word that he that you accomplished and you did the things that he said to do is going to be hey it's double it's going to be tested because his word said many are going to say lord lord did we not do these things say depart from me i never knew you your response to hearing and not hearing jesus's words determines your destiny and eternity did you hear that your response to hearing and not hearing. Sad to say, many are going to say, well, I didn't hear that. I didn't do it because I didn't hear it. Well, he was speaking the whole time. He gave us this word. We're not going to have an excuse. Tune your ear today, church. Value what he's saying today. Stop. Listen to everything else. I, I want to make a challenge with you, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm a man of my word. If I say it, we're going to do it. Let's make a plan going forward that from this day forward, none of us are going to pick up a, a cellular device and read anything until we've read the Word of God first. Let's show the Lord who what's first in our life. Let's show the Lord what we value. Let's sit down and let him speak to us before we listen to someone else's voice. Because then you're going to be able to filter out if it's truth or if it's a lie. Or if it's contrary to what he's speaking to you. What do you need to hear first? You don't need to hear or look to see how many people like the thing you put on the night before. Well, I'm the only one that's done that apparently. Well, there's, I heard my text message go off. It can wait. Before you deal with that text message, the Lord might need to get, drop something in your spirit so you'd actually have something to give. Come on, somebody. Your response to hearing or not hearing Jesus' words determines your destiny and your eternity. Sounds a little more important now, doesn't it? These words determine your eternity. Here's the proper response. Repent. There's only one proper response to this message. And it's for every single one of us. It's to repent. For not valuing his word. For not valuing his voice as much as we should. Amen? Amen. I know I haven't been preaching the most rah-rah, cheerful messages in the last month. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm going to tell you flat out that I'm going to stand before the Lord someday for every word that comes out of my mouth and comes from this pulpit. And I'm going to tell you the truth while we can, while we can share it, while we can speak it. I don't want no one on my watch missing it. I don't want no one that ever came into one of our services, whether it's inside the church, outside the church, or meeting by a lake. And maybe that's an option too. say, I didn't know, or I didn't hear the voice of the Lord. This isn't my opinion, this is his word. The proper response is repent. I'm going to do something different that we didn't do last week. We're very, it's very challenging the way we're having to do church right now, to be able to run around and pray for one another, and, and uh, we all need that. So today, if, if, if you've been it doesn't have to necessarily be this message. If you have a, a, a something going on in your life, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and you need prayer for today, when we dismiss, just, just go ahead and stay in your car, or, or just don't drive out. We're going to have some people come and pray for you. If you are hearing this word today, and you can say, Pastor Steve, I'm convicted. There's a difference between convicted and needing to repent or needing to get yourself right with the Lord. There's a big difference between that. If you don't know the Lord or you can say, that, you know what, I have not been listening. Um, I think he's been 10 miles away and, and I've been looking for him. Or I don't even, I didn't realize he left. Then you may want to stick around. You may want us to pray with you and lead you in a prayer that would say, Lord, I want you to be first in my life again. 
I'm going to put all these other things aside. Whatever's been in first place before is going to go to the bottom of the list. And I'm going to start valuing your word above everything else. If that's you, please stick around today. I'd love to pray with you. I know it's Mother's Day. And we honor and value our mothers. But this is kingdom business. This is eternity. If you need healing today, you need a touch of your body, stay in your car. We're going to have some people come and pray for you. Amen? Let me dismiss you. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we do value it. And God, I pray myself. Lord, convict me when I don't appreciate it like I should. Lord, I pray, Lord, that it would be the loud voice. Lord, that my, and this is my responsibility, God, to turn down all the other things. Lord, to put you on, on the uh, place that you are first and foremost in my life. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we value everything you say. Life, you, you words are resurrection and life. Your words are powerful. Your words are true. Man's a liar, but you are not. But we thank you for our ability in this country to come together. Lord, we lift up our board of supervisors to you today. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom and an agreement, Lord, to open up this county. Lord, that the church would not be non-essential. And Lord, I pray for a conviction over the church that the world would even think to say that the church was unessential. That's our fault. That's our fault. We repent. We repent for this world not recognizing that you and your bride are the most essential things on this planet. Because one of these days they're going to see how essential your bride was. One of these days they're going to see how essential you are. God, forgive us for them not knowing how essential you are. Forgive us for them not knowing how essential you are in our lives. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this county would never again say that the church isn't essential or that you're not essential. Lord, that they wouldn't group us in the same lump as a pot shop or a, a store. Lord, that they would be so convicted because they'd see the fruit in our lives. We repent, Lord. We are your representatives. They don't know how essential because we're not letting them know. Lord, forgive us. Lord, be with our board of supervisors. Lord, I pray that they give them wisdom. Lord, we thank you for protecting us. We thank you, Lord, for this, this virus bowing to you in this nation and in this country. Lord, that there's not millions of people dead like they projected. We know it's your mercy, Lord. We thank you. Lord, I pray for our governor today. God, open the eyes of his understanding. Lord, I pray for truth to be revealed in his life. God, I pray that, Lord, he would get a glimpse of you that would rock his world forever. God, I pray that you would give him dreams at night. God, that would shake him. You've done it before. Lord, you did it for Nebuchadnezzar. Lord, we ask you, God, to open his heart and his eyes of understanding. He'd get a revelation of Christ, the risen Savior, and he'd never be the same. Lord, we pray for our president. God, we pray for protection. I pray that his eyes would be opened. God, that you would reveal truth in this country. Lord, that you would expose every falseness and lie in the name of Jesus. Lord, convict your bride, your church, to not follow men and women who don't value your word and, are not, and who are not listening to your word. Lord, I pray that the church would rise up and they would not follow and put votes towards people who vote people in who would, who would follow to the laws to, to keep abortion legal. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would not allow the church to start following people and voting for people who have agendas, God, that are contrary to your principles and your word. Bring a Holy Spirit conviction upon your bride. Lord, I pray that you would raise up a boldness in the church. Lord, that we would not bow. We would not bow to Nebuchadnezzar. Lord, that we would be a Daniel who, would, when he was told to not pray, would go open up the windows of our bedroom and shout it from the rooftops. Lord, I pray that we would be a book of Acts church. Lord, that when we were told, Lord, that we can't preach in the name of Jesus, we would do it anyway. Lord, that we would not bow. We would not be afraid. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all the different things that are coming from the, you are so good, as your word says in Romans 8, 20, you cause all things to work together for good. 
that the, the church being closed right now is causing us to be outside today. Lord, we thank you that you're bringing good from it. But Lord, we don't want to keep having church in the parking lot. We want to be able to be free and have church anywhere we want. I rebuke fear in the mighty name of Jesus. Fear bow. Lord, we thank you for the, the brothers and sisters around the world, Lord, who encourage us. Lord, they are having service underground in fear for their lives. But Lord, they're not bowing. We thank you for them. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Raise up a standard in your bride today, Lord, that we won't back down. That we will not be defeated. Lord, that we will be known as good soldiers of the cross. Lord, that we will share our faith. We will testify of your goodness. Lord, that this world will see your fruit in our lives. And you will get all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Someone raise a hallelujah. Amen. You're dismissed this morning. If you need some prayer, please feel free to stick by in your car. We're going to send some teams out to pray for you. Um, don't run over the people praying. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we'll see you next week, church. Hey, if you're if you're looking for news, go onto our website. You don't have to have Facebook. Uh, Pastor Rebecca is keeping our website up to date with all the information that you need. So even if you got to go look at it every day, just take a look every day and get your information. Amen. Be best. We love you.